That just made me depressed. Like I was struggling to get out of bed some days because I felt so defeated. Like I'd wake up and feel sick and lethargic and I'm like, what is going on? Then on the front of it, you'd see how glossy everything was. And it was like, what am I doing? Welcome back to this episode of The Maria The Till Show. And I'm back and I'm bloody refreshed. I just, I want you to be able to hear it in my voice. And actually I think you can because... The last time I recorded a podcast episode, go back and listen. I sounded stuffy. I sounded unwell, a little itchy, a little scratchy, and I was just sick, sick all the time. So I've been away for a week, and when I was away, I actually went on a health retreat. And so this episode, I want to tell you all about it. I want to tell you why the hell I took off for a week, what I learned, and genuinely, it was life-changing. I can't wait to share why. Let's go. So I'm joined by baby boy, my producer, Blake. Hello, lovely. Hello. I mean, go ahead. Ask me. What do you want to know? And first of all, I just want to clarify, it was not White Lotus vibes or Nine Perfect Stranger (laughs) vibes because I have had people ask me, we didn't do weird shit up there. Oh, well. We'll find out. (laughs) So my first question, I knew you were going away. But I feel like potentially last second it turned into health retreat. So what led you there? Well, and I hadn't even really talked to you about it, to be fair, and told you I know why I went away. So the reason I chose to go on a a health retreat, and I think I knew I wanted to take that week off, and I'm like, right, I'll go away. But it turned into a health retreat, and I've not elaborated too much on it, but you know what I will Like I wasn't healthy. I I don't know how else to say it other than I just wasn't well and I wasn't happy. And I mean it in quite literally every sense. And I know that that's going to sound crazy. Let me just preface this whole episode. Like I want to honor and acknowledge I do have a lot of privileges and I'm so grateful to be working and busy. And the reason I appreciate it is because, you know, being this busy and and getting to do this stuff, like ever since, you know, Miss Universe in 2020, I've just been like, go, go, go. I've got all these ambitions. I need to make my career stuff happen. It needs to happen now. And my motivation is not material success or things like that. It's always been, I want to pay off mom and dad's house. Don't want mom and dad to work. I want to look after them. And I also want to set myself up in the future. So I've been working really hard and how lucky I am that I get to do things that I enjoy and that I'm passionate about. So yes, there's a privilege there. And I work very hard for these privileges too. So I'm prefacing it by saying I'm so grateful for this, but it's also okay for me to acknowledge that it has been hard and these things can be mutually true. You know, they're not competing truths. And I just got really sick because since everything kicked off in 2020, I'm not actually taking a break. My first break was Bali earlier this year for my 30th birthday. And what I do that whole time, I made content. I was commodifying my Bali trip. And I had to while I was there because I was working with the villa. But it's like even just like the simple moments, it's like resting by the pool, having fun with my friends. It wasn't just like being in the moment. I was constantly turning it into something. And so I've not actually switched off in, and I calculated it, it was 33 months and two weeks, which is pretty freaking insane. And just so people get a bit of context, like last year alone, I've written and published a 70,000 word book. I started acting, did a TED talk, guest judged on a show, did another TV show, content, you know, partnerships and, and brand partnerships, events, you know, it's just, there's been a lot happening all that on top of like, you know, monthly columns and things like it's just been a lot moving house, renovating. So it's been hectic. And 
what it did to my health. I'm somebody who who does suffer from anxiety. And I think just going, 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 when your career sort of goes like really, really fast, I started to really seek that validation. And it was very like, okay, you know, I'm having these wins. Great. If my career is going well, like that's validating my sense of self, I must be doing something right. And so naturally in this sort of an industry, you have like a massive project, a little bit of a dip, then a project again, you work on your projects, it peaks and troughs, not even troughs. It's just like quiet moments. I did not know how to sit in the quiet moments, even when I was working on something huge, like a book, it's like if I'm not constantly announcing something or doing something, oh my God, am I stagnant? Am I good enough? Is everything going to get taken away from me? I started to get into that unhealthy mindset, started overworking myself. And when it comes to food and nutrition, and I'm very careful about how I speak about this because I'm not qualified to speak on this, but I guess from my lived experience, I don't think I have the best knowledge of nutrition. And so I would eat junk because it's fast and it's on the go without understanding what I was doing to my body. And so I developed gut health issues and I started to be really, I guess, incapable of seeing all the good in my life because I was constantly thinking, well, what's next? And then I guess my entire self-concept started getting rooted in work and I just lost happiness. And if you asked me, and I guess I've been in a relationship before where, and, and you know, it wasn't the right relationship. So I guess to be fair, that's why I probably couldn't see these things. But You know, if I'm asked, like, you know, what's the long-term vision, I couldn't see anything unless it was work. And that was genuinely true. It was like, when I think of my future, I'm just thinking of work, work, work. And so things were really off balance. Everything was about work. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't sleeping. My mental health kind of crumbled. And I just was sick and unhappy. And it started to manifest in physical sickness. So over the last year, I've been getting sick a lot. The last six weeks... I've been sick every single week, including having COVID. And that just made me depressed. Like I was struggling to get out of bed some days because I felt so defeated. Like I'd wake up and feel sick and lethargic. And I'm like, what is going on? Then on the front of it, you'd see how glossy everything was. And it was like, what am I doing? Like, What am I actually doing? Is it worth it? Where am I going? What's making me happy? And so my manager, one of my managers asked me, Maria, with your career, you've done so much this year, but when will it be enough? And I couldn't answer. And that's okay because, you know, I've got ambition and there are more things I want to do. It's not that. It's just not being able to answer when will it be enough that I'll be satisfied. And then whenever, like, friends or, like, if Moana would ask me, like, what makes you happy, couldn't answer it. I just like, oh, work. I'd always actually say, I remember, you know, she would ask me a couple months ago, oh, what makes you happy? And I would say, oh, it's, you know, being able to work and being able to help my parents. She's like, no, but what makes you happy? So then I'd say, oh, I, I just, I love the work that I get to do. It makes me so happy. It's so fun. And it's like, okay, something that's not work, that's not got to do with money, that's not commodifiable, what makes you happy? And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I think that's a sad thing. So I decided I need to go and I didn't realize how badly I needed it until I went. So I checked myself into a health retreat and I looked it up. It was called Gwingana, you know, paid for it, booked it myself. So none of anything I'm sharing about Gwingana is sponsored or endorsed in any way. This is just, I asked a friend if she knew of any good health retreats, it was recommended. And so it's a detox retreat, right? And what you do when you go there is they effectively detox a lot of different parts of your life. So when it comes to eating in your body, no alcohol, no caffeine, no sugar, and you're purely eating a whole foods, organic, local, seasonal diet. 
and it's it's largely plant-based, but you do have chicken and a bit of protein. We are in the middle of nowhere, so we're out in nature, and they sort of structure your days a certain way to, I guess, the way they explained it was, you know, you have your regular exercise, you get up at a certain time, you eat at certain times, you have strategic rest in the middle of the day to help your body process and recover. And this was a really great explanation. They do seminars as well, which I went to the ones on nutrition and stress management because that's what I need. And one of the biggest things I took away from it was that my lifestyle and my food has the capacity to be medicine for me. And I'm not going to try and explain too much. And if you are someone who's curious about this, please do not take anything I say as this is, you know, endorsed by an expert or it's qualified. If anyone's out here giving you like nutrition advice or any kind of, you know, health related medical advice, if they're not qualified to do it, I just wouldn't be listening and and take things with a grain of salt. My personal experience was I loved these seminars because I learned a lot about food and nutrition. And one of the big things that they explained to me, and this is me just giving you my layperson (laughs) understanding, is because of the way I would eat a lot of junk, eat a lot of sugar, so much caffeine, and not even cherishing my caffeine. I would have like three coffees a day and, you know, not even finish one and then just go have another one for the sake of it instead of being, you know, mindful about it. When we got there, the way they had us eating and doing things is because for a lot of people, you know, your blood sugar, it peaks and it troughs and it's constantly spiking because of the way that you're eating. And when it, you know, peaks, you end up producing a lot of insulin and you can develop insulin resistance. And when it dips, you produce cortisol and none of these things chronically are good for your body. And eating a bunch of crap, which is what I was doing, you know, lots of, you know, just bad fats and and just junk, processed junk, that chronically inflames your body. And I learned a heartbreaking thing from a doctor (laughs) that she said, when you eat McDonald's and KFC, it puts your body into a state of inflammation for 72 hours. That blew my mind because I'm like, oh my God, if I'm eating this stuff three times a week, I'm chronically inflamed, which I was. I'm like, why is my body retaining so much water? Why am I sluggish? Why am I constantly sick? It's because I'm not giving myself a chance to heal. And so what I was saying about the blood sugar spiking and things like that, they strategically feed you certain things, time in a certain way, rest, activity, whatever, so that instead of spiking, your body gets to a healthy metabolic rate. And, you know, you're out in nature, you're digitally fasting, so we didn't really go on our phones very much. And by removing myself from my crazy, busy, high stress and often unhealthy life, I learned that the best thing for my nervous system is time in nature. It is slowing down. It's eating healthy. And it's not what you think is medicine. It's just, you know, I think our souls intrinsically know what's good for us. And I just found that it's amazing what healthy living can do for not only your body, but your mind. And when I was there, I also didn't let myself listen to music when I was there. Everyone knows I freaking love G Flip, obsessed, and I'm constantly pumping the album drama in my ear. And the music, like, you know, music takes you to a certain place and it makes you think certain things and feel certain things. And when I was at Gungana, I decided I wanted to give myself a week to not run away in my thoughts, but be with the thoughts I think I needed to have. I'm just, you know, was going through a lot of stuff and I had some pretty big realizations while I was there. And do I want to share this? Okay. Um, When I was over there, I guess one of the things I was struggling with was understanding, you know, what makes me happy. 
And cutting off music and eating healthy and sleeping and being in nature helped me to get really deep and quality introspection. I was able to hear my thoughts and I guess I was able to think through a lot of the things I'm afraid of and where I'm at in life and what I want. And I realized like things like, you know, talking about family or, you know, maybe wanting to have a family of my own one day, however that looks or things like that. That was one thing that really scared me. And I was able to sort of work through that in my own head. And in recent months, it's something I've been thinking about and understanding, well, you know, is this actually a stance that I have, say, being child-free or not wanting a family, or is there something else going on? And I think I worked out for me, there was a reason that I was bearing that. And now I've come out of it super open to things that, I don't know, I just think once upon a time, I didn't think I would be. And you know, I might still stay child-free. I might never want to have a kid of my own. I might want to be a parent, but in a different way that doesn't involve me birthing a kid. I don't know. But that was one of my biggest realizations coming out of Guingana in terms of thinking of my life and happiness and what really matters. And finally, not attaching that purely to success and work and material gain. And it's realizing I just want to be able to, yes, be ambitious, yes, succeed, yes, kick all the professional goals I want to kick, but it's because I want that to give me the freedom to look after my loved ones and then just be. And I came out with an appreciation for healthier living and certain habits that I picked up. I'm still implementing it now. I'm encouraging those around me, you know, if they want to get on board with it. I've just never been happier. And I realized like my baseline is actually like, I'm happy. I'm good. I'm not stressed. And I just learned that, you know, for so many of us, and if you're listening to this, we all lead busy lives, whether you're a parent or you have, you know, you you work for yourself or you work for someone else or whatever your life looks like, you're studying, whatever it is, we have things that keep us busy. And we use that kind of language a lot. It's like, oh, I'm super busy. I'm super busy, too busy to take care of our health, too busy to eat well, too busy to do whatever. And I also want to say, yes, it is a privilege to be able to go somewhere like Guingana or to buy healthy food. It is it is so expensive and I and I do want to acknowledge all of that. But finding even if it's two minutes in your day to pause and make time for you, like if you don't have two minutes, I think <laughs> there's a really deeper issue there. It's just changing the language from I'm so busy to, you know, okay, like I'm productive. But as you prioritize the things you need to be productive for, whether that's your family, whether that's work, whether that's study, I think you deserve to be a priority too. And it is so important to carve out time for rest, to get outside and to take yourself out of whatever your high stress, busy lifestyle situations are, because it is so healing to pause and just give yourself a little bit of a reset. And I cannot encourage that enough. So, you know, I'm feeling really good. I've just, I don't know, I've learned a lot and putting things into perspective, like I'll say no more. I'm feeling really good and things are feeling balanced. And in my gut, I feel like that's just going to attract a lot of happiness and and I can't wait. So that's why I left and that's what I learned. I am so happy and proud of you. Thank you. And it it really struck a chord with me when you spoke about, you know, working so hard to get to where you are today. And now you finally have it. You've come to this like halt, stop. And you're like, wait, hold up. Who am I? And that is so relatable and natural as well because when we're chasing these big dreams we also evolve with them and you know we could say the same to our core values but you do evolve and you do start wanting and needing different things and I'm just proud of you for getting there 
Before we leave the listeners, I want to hear what's going to change moving forward. What steps are you going to implement? And is there any perils of wisdom you can leave our listeners with? I love that so much. And you're so right. You just said it so beautifully. Like you articulated that like a poet. (laughs) We evolve and our values evolve and our needs evolve. And it's okay to start to want different things. And, you know, one thing I feel very strongly about, like I'm just going to come back to this, the child-free thing, for example, that I was talking about. I am such a passionate, passionate advocate for people having the right to choose and having agency over their life and what they want. And I guess, you know, I've been very vocal about, okay, I don't want kids. If that changes for me, that is my prerogative. That is my choice. And that is my right to do that. And so for anyone who's listening, if you don't know what makes you happy anymore or things that you thought made you happy, that's not your focus anymore. And you're feeling a little bit like, whoa, what's going on? As Blake said, that's okay. We are human, living, you know, sentient, incredible, connected beings. And I think if you're not growing and, and evolving, you know, that that's stagnation. That's not what we're built for. It's okay to change what you want. And I think it will be a little bit uncomfortable. It was for me over the last few months, starting to realize, hang on a minute, what's making me happy? But just be open and embrace it. It's uncomfortable. It's messy. But Ultimately, you're going to come out of it with a deeper understanding of you and feeling more in tune with what, you know, fulfills you. And I think that's always worth it. So pearls of wisdom, there are a couple. I actually grouped them. The type A in me made a lot of lists and I consolidated them with other people on the retreat. I'm like, what have you written for this? (laughs) But, you know, it means different things to different people. So I had one for food and then I had one for lifestyle. So with food, I'm not going to go into my nitty gritty like dot points because again, I'm not qualified to give that advice, but I did come out of it promising myself that I would only be buying my fruit and veg and and food from organic food places and markets and things like that because I don't want to be eating stuff that's been sprayed to death with pesticides and all the nasties. There's one in Melbourne that I love going to and I've made it a little weekly ritual with my best friend. Oh my God, my voice broke. I was going to redo that, but like whatever. You guys can listen. <laughs> um, I go with my best friend to Lamana and it's an organic, beautiful, like local seasonal produce and food. It's so healthy. We go once a week, we do our shop and I get flowers, fresh flowers every week for my house. Just a little self-care thing I like to do for me. So with food, I'm going to definitely eat, you know, a lot more whole foods. And I loved that they told us as well, one of the things we did when we'd eat is chewing slowly and chewing a little bit more so that one, you're properly (laughs) able to digest your food, but you're also present with it and you're mindful and you're appreciative. And it's nice to sit with presence and be mindful and feel a little bit of gratitude for the privilege of having food on the table. With lifestyle, there are several things that I've decided. So exercise and movement, I'm going to keep, you know, honoring my body through that and making it a priority. And if I can't get out to Pilates, I'll go for a little walk, do a little bit of stretching, but something to move my body, keep my mobility, feel like, you know, I'm honoring my body through movement. And I always use that language instead of, I'm going to exercise to lose weight or look a certain way or whatever. Health looks different for different people. And it's just about honoring the vessel that you have. I'm someone who used to struggle with eating, and I will talk about that when I'm ready to talk about that, but I'm still in the process of healing that, I guess. That's why I think I'm I'm really trying to make a conscious effort. You can tell I'm getting a little bit uncomfortable because <laughs> I'm stuttering, but for me, it is really important in my own personal you know, healing, my own relationship with food and my body and things like that. I change my language. So I honor my body through movement and what I put in it. Other things that I'm changing is I'm going to put in boundaries. Boundaries when it comes to work, 
no work on the weekends and I want to have a bit more balance. So weekends are for spending time with people that I love and doing fun things. I want to get out in nature once a week because I'd really missed it. And it was like an immediate calming, grounding effect, like just being out there. I want to make sure once a week I make time to just be with me. So that means today after I finish all my work, I'm going to go for a walk by myself. No music, no headphones. I just want to be outside, breathe fresh air, be present. And I'm also just feeling like it's okay to say no to things and to trust my intuition and my gut on this stuff. You know, when it comes to work, yes, I have big goals, but I'm not going to do everything to the detriment of my mental health. And I'm definitely going to be a lot more discerning. So boundaries with work, but also boundaries in personal relationships, you know, accepting things I can't change and just trying to forgive people I love, be present for people I love, but without taking on things that are not mine to take on. So God, it was a transformative, life-changing week. And if you're someone who's questioning whether you need to get away, it doesn't have to be a retreat somewhere, but I could not encourage you to make time for yourself and to invest in healthier choices because it's medicine. It will transform your body and your mind. So this was the Marie The Till Show. I'm feeling good. Write in, let me know what questions you have, what you want to hear for the next episode, and I can't wait to see you soon.